Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon in a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people, so grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 12. Tawana, we got some great movies today. Today we're going to talk about It and Mother. Absolutely. Tawana, what are we drinking today? So tonight, um, I think I was going to go all October in terms of what better thing to do in autumn in New York but pumpkin everything. Oh, dear God. I know you hate it. I hate pumpkin spice. I just want but everybody to know. Every yoga-wearing girl loves it, and every beer-drinking person loves a good pumpkin ale. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start it off right with um, Southern Tears Imperial Pumpkin. Southern Tears is a good, uh, good little brewing company out of Lakewood, New York. They've got this, uh, this great ale that I just got put on today, so I tried it. Wasn't half bad, but it's called. Uh, it's basically a pumpkin ale brewed with two different types of hops. You know, pours into this this bright orange with this two finger head. It smells and tastes like pumpkin pie, all nutmeggy and cinnamon and cloves and vanilla. And I think this also just literally misses a lot of. I would say a lot of pumpkin ales literally miss the mark with this. They miss all of their spice. So I definitely like that I can inhale it. And all these spices hit me and definitely taste better when it's warm. So I'm just going to say, eh, it's all right. I mean, I could do more with the, I could do less with the hops and more with the malts. But, you know, whatever. I I gave it a shot. And uh, it's a new flavor for me. I learned to appreciate it. I want to say thank you to to the young lady at the 125th Street Whole Foods named Ash. She hooked you up. Who put me on to this. Okay. She thought I'd like it. It isn't bad. So uh, thanks again, Ash. What do you got, Vaughn? I'm drinking Four Roses bourbon today. It's straight out of Lawrenceburg, uh, Kentucky. Once again, a Kentucky bourbon. Those are my favorites. Uh, This is an old bourbon. The formula was created back in 1888. So, you know, it's really tasty, though. Similar thing. But the good thing about these bourbons I've been finding lately is that I can find reasonably priced bourbons that actually taste good, and this would be something that I would make in like a like a punch or oh, yeah. maybe like a lemonade, like a Lynchburg lemonade really? kind of thing. This would be good in that, and it's not on the level of putting in like an old fashioned or mm-hmm. a Manhattan, but it's 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 tasty. Today I'm gonna okay. dr- drink it with some cola, so we're doing it that way. That works. That works. So uh, first up, mother. Yeah, let's jump into Mother. Is that what we're doing? We're doing Mother. Mother. We're doing Mother? Okay, so Mother. I I, I didn't see the film. And Uh, just to let everybody know, Alex is afraid of horror movies, and he could not handle seeing Mother or It. I don't like them. I don't appreciate them. I understand. They're not a form of artistic expression that connects with me. To you, yes. Um, So I reserve the right to refuse to participate. Yes. And he he did, In, In what is ostensibly a commercial endeavor. I guess. Uh, and, but and, I, all I, films and, I, and I vote with my dollars. I vote with my as a, dollars. As a disenfranchised um, work permittee in this right. great nation of yours. I understand. <laughs> great. Who, who okay. pays 45% taxes in the great city of New York. Oh, my oh. Lord. 40%. Um, oh, oh. 
That's but nice. we love you and we're glad you're thank here. Thank you, thank you. So I pay all the tax with none of the rights, but that's my privilege. <laughs> yes, exactly. welcome to So I America. choose not to watch horror films. That's what this comes from. Okay. That's fine. That's, yeah. that's your choice. So I'm going to be kind of quiet. Okay. Which okay. we both know is not true. It's yeah, not true. We already know it. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's never been true. But I <laughs> literally, I watched it, the original, when I was a kid. Yes. One of my friends was playing it at the house, and it was my sister's and, and like, my friend's older sisters were there and they were all like teasing of the little kids for not watching it. Right. And so I watched it and then I had nightmares and then it didn't make it any better because my parents had a, uh, a portrait of clowns in my room, oh. which I could never look at the same way again. They were staring and smiling at me my oh. whole childhood. And it was... That's creepy. We well, can unpack this another time. Yes. But, yes. Um, say, now that we know Alex we has a lot it. of yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's start I, with Mother. Let's get with that. Right. First. So Mother, directed by Darren Aronofsky. You know, if you don't know him, he's very famous for these types of films. Uh, Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler. He also did Noah. Yes, which was horrible. He did Noah? He did Noah. It was horrible. But anyway, we, we're going to let him pass. It, it, had, like, good it had promising it moments. It had promising moments. It wasn't linear to the Bible at all. But well, is anything linear to the Bible? It wasn't accurate to the Bible. A, at least but what is accurate. accurate? All that was made up anyway. Well, no, accurate these, to the script. These opinions are Vaughn's. Oh, okay. and not that the Bible the is at least a script. <laughs> yeah. You could adhere to the script. He did not adhere okay. to the script. Yeah, That's no, what he I'm He actually wanted to make it interesting and something that you'd want to watch. I mean, well, I he failed, know. but then he failed. He failed at that. He failed. But. He didn't fail at Mother, though. Not at Mother. Like, the Bible's a good story. <laughs> this, come on. It's a good story. <laughs> well, you know me. The greatest story ever told. Was, the greatest story ever told. It was written well. Bond's views did not reflect the show or that of its participants. Oh my god! And they god. are solely his own. Yeah. Okay. The, even, the evangelical dollar is apparently something that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. About. Uh, I don't care. I care Goodbye. about all dollars. Go, go follow Trump and move on. <laughs> Next. Okay. So let's just talk about mother. So the DP, however, is uh, Matthew uh, Libatique. He's a C- uh, ACS director. Okay. For all you don't know that, that's He's an got American a lot of cinematographer. Uh, American Society of uh, Cinematographers. Um, you have to be invited into this. Right. It's it's a special. Very prestigious. Very prestigious organization, and um, it they have the highest of the high, and uh, he's a part of it, um, and rightfully so, considering he has done a number of Darren's films, like Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, Pi, but he's also done a lot of Spike stuff too, like She Hates Me, Inside Man. Okay. Uh, Miracle, St. Anna, Chirac. He did wow, the Iron Man around. flicks, too, actually. Oh, nice. Surprisingly. Nice. This is a young guy, So too. he's very versatile. Yes, he is. Very versatile. Uh, so anyway, so Mother. Mother is about uh, a couple's relationship and how it is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home and sort of disrupt their tranquil existence. Even though I don't see it that way. Yeah, I didn't really feel like it was a tranquil existence. I kind of <laughs> felt like it was a, a very, they had a very odd relationship. It's very odd. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it didn't seem like that was the, that was just the intro of yeah. this movie. Yeah, there was nothing, like, after I, that. After I personally that. didn't feel like they had any kind of real relationship. No. It was just very much about whatever he wanted to do, and she was just like a follower. Right. She did her best, and, and by she, I mean um, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Who uh, did her best Mia Farrow in did this? Did her best Mia Farrow in she, this? She did her best, even though I wish it would have been cast by another actress. I was I was talking to somebody about this this week, that I was almost distracted by Jennifer Lawrence being who she is. Because oh. it's hard for me to believe that she would be this kind of woman. 
Oh, of course. Because she's not this woman in reality. No, so she's not. It, it took a lot, and she's never played this woman on the screen. So yeah. it, I know it was hard for her to jump into this kind of role, but and she did it well. I'm not, I'm not taking that yeah. from her performance. It was yeah. just that for me, it took a minute for me to just adjust to her being this woman. Well, she said this was the hardest role she ever played. And she wouldn't do it again. <laughs> and it was that it was it was so dark. And it was deep super for her. dark. But I didn't You've feel. Gotta... And I guess there's something wrong with me because this didn't feel dark to me. This just felt like okay, they got a fucked up life. We've seen a little fucked up shit nah, all over the place. It, it just didn't dark, feel dark to me in that way. Disturbingly dark. It didn't feel like dark in a way that you're disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. It felt dark. It got. It, it had moments it got as it got in there later. Which Later. reminded me of Antichrist, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I know this film is very polarizing. There are people that hate it, and there are people that love it. Some people walked out. Yeah, there were people that walked out during our screening, and I I think that it's just one of those things. But th- it had a lot of religious undertones going oh, on yeah. in the film, iconography a little bit, and and yeah, towards the end, especially just that and everything about how how he was and how people came to him and right. and he was almost like a Jesus God figure in a way in the film. Yes, he definitely was very sort very of... alpha man in in the way that he had so many people trying to follow him and then the followers turned on each other. Yes. Then turned on him and yes. there was just a lot of that that imagery and, and elements in the film, but it also is what made the film exciting because when when things just went awry in the film, they just came out of nowhere. Right. And I know it was jarring for a lot of people. I know, Tawana, you mentioned how you just thought that it was just, like, it was overwhelming at a well, point. Well, at the end, without giving anything away, um, Javier Bardem is the husband in it. His name is him mm-hmm. in the film. So that alone says iconography. Right. <laughs> him. There were a lot of there were he a lot of things. He is that. the all powerful poet, and he but played he played that role very well. He's good he at did. that though. My He's very thing good at that. was about the end was it was it felt linear, and then it went off a little. Every now and again, it would go off like she was in a dream that she can't wake from a little bit, and you rode with her because this really was all about her. Even though he wrote, he held the reins. It was really all about her in a sense. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the story was told from her perspective the until the very end of it, where it flipped. The the, uh, the all the cinematography was told from her perspective. A lot of it. Um, it it just felt like that. But the jarring part was that it went so off of the linear track, right? That I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" But that was what the, the only point that happening? I was excited because it from watching the first hour, yeah, or what felt like an hour. It was just like, okay, this is just some some laboring story about a bad relationship. See, but I felt like it was building to something. Yeah, and I knew it was building there, but it was it was moving really slow for right. me. And then all of a sudden, shit just started happening. Right. Shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer. Because the Pfeiffer. minute, the minute, yeah. the minute she hit the screen, the camera just could not stop looking at her. And I, I just wanted her to be on the screen every scene. Like I could stand her. At that point. I think that was the point. At that point, I did not want to see this Jennifer Lawrence girl anymore because a real actress <laughs> stepped on the stage and she oh my God, she brought she hate. brought so much for J-Law she brought so much <laughs> in, in her performance because she wasn't on the screen that long she wasn't but for every second that she was she just took it she was just intrusive and I think she was put there to also elicit a feeling of 
of anger out of the audience and annoyance. Well, no, she re- she represented Eve in the film. She was temptation. She was she everything about her was about tempting this this family, this woman right. who just kind of was like a doormat. She she represented everything that was. Well, I see that now. Now that you say it, yeah, the, vital and the underwear and, and, and alive because yeah, she held up a pair of panties for this chick. Just, yeah. She was Girl, you need to throw them, them bloomers you wearing away and wear some shit like <laughs> she this. She was just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. like, And she they were having sex in the house. It was a whole bunch of stuff between her and Ed Harris, who played right. her husband, this doctor. Brilliantly played by Ed Harris. He, he He's an amazing actor. Really, anyway. it was just those four and everyone else was sort of nondescript. Yeah. Um, there was one other guy in there that people would know from other horror films. Uh, but... He was really just a face. Which one? The guy that was sort of running what seemed to almost be a cult at the end. Okay, okay. Um, he was in a lot of different films. I can't readily remember his name off the top of my head, but um, if I find him, I will remember. You will shout it out to all of oh, us listening. Oh, his name was Stephen... Stephen McCaddy. He's been in a lot of stuff, like okay. 300, The Watchmen, whatever. Okay, so, so, he's, on and he's, so he's, he loves these kind of films. Yeah, he, he's he's an older actor who's been around for quite some time. But, but yeah, the film was really just the four of them, just really And you know, when, when, when Kristen Wiig showed up in the film, I, I was oh, yeah, like, that's okay, right. she's going to bring some crazy, and certainly she did. Yeah, she definitely brought <laughs> some crazy. She was the agent. She was the, she was agent. the agent. Mm-hmm. It's for me. I don't know. It was. Um, I agree with you. Definitely had some Rosemary, baby's feel baby. to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought at the beginning I bought the angelic and naive Jennifer Lawrence, but I guess and, I just don't like angelic. Yeah, it just. Bores but then the fuck I was just like, eh, all right. They they did try to throw a little thirst trap in there too, because that first scene. First of all, there's a few things. That, that's really interesting. I'm sorry, did someone say trap? <laughs> yes, somebody said trap. Uh, oh, by the <clears> way, <throat> Alex is a trap god. I just want everybody to know. He's a trap god. I mean, I adhere to Gucci Mane's principles <laughs> of, uh, of running one's neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is running this show like a motherfucker. So yeah. I almost spit yeah. take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm sorry for the, for the digression, folks. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I have nothing else to contribute. So <laughs> thank you, Alex. The thirst trap in it was that she. But you say shit like that, and it triggers me. I'm like, so I don't, sorry. I'm so like, sorry. It, it just sent you to a different place. Yeah, didn't yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sec- just some fucking dude from New Zealand right. who just loves hip hop music. I know it's good. You know? It's, it's good. believable. It's We're glad that you do. Appreciate hashtag appreciation, not appropriation. Can there we, you go. Thank you, appreciation, sir. Appreciation, not appropriation. That. That's why we love Alex Show. Yes, thank you. Because if he was American. Can we get back to the film? anyway, sorry, back to sorry, the sorry, film. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just need to feel relevant. <laughs> the second. So. Well, guy to watch uh, the films, man. I, I'm going to need your ass uh, to go to a goddamn movie. Yeah, well, don't watch scary shit. I'm not into it. I will hold your hand. Oh, dear God. Anyway, anyway, audience. Just, <laughs> anyway. just I mean, so we know. So. <laughs> you can hold the left, but the right's taken. Oh, gross. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's this four roses bourbon. It's okay. <laughs> I love that. And and my diet coke. And my okay. diet Pepsi. Alex is the okay. man, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so thirst well, trap. My, I'll part. turn my mic. Let's go off. to no, the no, thirst trap. Leave your mic. Off, leave your mic on. It's fine. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Tell okay, us about so the thirst trap. The thirst trap part that I wasn't alluding to, which probably won't be as great now. <laughs> there's a, there's a first there's it won't an opening be as great. scene. My mic's back on. <laughs> there's an opening <laughs> shot, which I'll talk about in a second, but the second shot was her descending the staircase, her waking up, descending the staircase. And we follow her all the way down and we're f- from behind mm-hmm. and she turns around she's looking for her husband and boom it's like this medium shot from her breast up see-through see-through shirt areola crazy nipple galore nipple galore god you got a hashtag i know you do alex <laughs> <laughs> i know you do no i was gonna say <laughs> Let me gather my thoughts. Gather your thoughts. Let me gather so my thoughts. Okay, she walks through the doorway. It's like college Bond villains, you know? Exactly. She walks through the doorway, and this light streams through, and it's just see-through all the way through her dress. And I don't know why I was mentioning this, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, let's find um, this point. <laughs> there was a point before Alex started <laughs> yeah, let's find with his this trap gun stuff. Anyway. First of all, Vaughn identified me. Oh, okay. As... And like I said, as an adherence as an to the tenets adherence. <laughs> of trap supremacy. You're a mess. The trap god. <laughs> a mess. A mess. All right. Like so. if anyone's shifting coffee beans yes. in fucking North Williamsburg, I fucking know about it. I hear you. Is that what happened? If you're pushing if you're pushing artisanal Turn your mic produce, off now. Turn your mic off. Yeah. Then I know about it. <laughs> So can we get back to uh, Jennifer Lawrence's nipples? Artisanal pickles yeah. and, uh, and yeah. ice cream. Can we get back to Jennifer Lawrence's Like nipples? if you're having an, an, art, like an, like an open studio, <laughs> if you're having an art open studio yes. in North Williamsburg, I fucking know about it. Right. Oh, we got boy. it. Greenpoint yeah. is unlocked. If so you're back- selling mid-century furniture, I fucking know about it. Okay. We're good now. Let okay. me know. When, <laughs> right, right, right. Let me know when I'm trying to... Supply my next apartment. <laughs> exactly. Um, back to Jennifer Lawrence's right. nipples, Tawana. I really, I really lost the point, so <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Oh I'll go on <laughs> to All say, right. I'll go back to my notes because <laughs> now I'm lost. Oh. And, uh, that's the first time you've ever forgotten about a chick's nipples. I think I, that's. I, I just don't know where I was mm. going with that. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so this is vintage, I feel like Aronofsky, a little creepy. Um, as opposed, as as like in Black Swan, where he had these sort of like dark, creepy moments. I feel the same thing was going on here. Uh, these people live in this antiquated house in the middle of nowhere. They, they're sort of like, not sequestered, what's the word? Um, they're stranded, basically, in the middle of nowhere. Um, it feels like they're stranded, though, Later we find out they have means of transportation. But it feels like they're sort of s- s- stranded. and um, In that house in the middle of in nowhere? In this house in the middle of nowhere with these, with these odd people that just visit, these intrusive visitors from the sexual couple to the kids that come to bust up the home. The kids were Cain and Abel, by the way. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't see all this biblical uh, reference mm-hmm. when I saw it. Uh, but you you opened me up to that. Yeah, the kids were Cain and Abel. They were they were fighting each other from the very beginning. Right. The father and the mother loved one better than they loved the other, well, or so better, we would and perceive. The, the other one really wanted mm-hmm. his own part, and then the, all this chaos ensued. And I think that's the there is something right. There is something about the fact that, and I think this is why people hate this movie because 
you got hit in the head with a lot of this religious imagery. Whether you knew it or not. Whether you knew it or not. And I think that it, it struck a nerve with people. And, and, Probably. And a lot of devout people have this way of uh, being scared of anything that pushed them to think a little bit more than they normally do because they're kind of driven like sheep well, they, through biblical terms. Most religious people follow a doctrine. And I think I, that's what Vaughn meant by, sh- by sheep. Sheepishness. <laughs> a dogma. I, I, a dogma. Yeah. And, well, yes. I, I I hate dogma in any kind of way. Yes. But the whole is thing why is, your middle finger is, and I have a middle finger us. up while <laughs> while we're talking about this because it really rubbed me because it almost <laughs> it offended me in the way that that why do I have to sit through this? Yeah. But I I the story had to move forward, so I was like, okay, we're gonna get through this. Right. And and but I really I'm really kind of tired of it. But I, I know I that understand. he had a story to tell, so I was gonna let him tell it. But I mean, he wrote this too, Darren Aronofsky. Okay, he, I want him to stick to directing. He wrote and directed. Now he's a writer. He's done. He's I want him to. Things. I want him to do more directing. Requiem and, and, for a Dream. And Requiem to a Dream was an amazing film. Yeah. I want everybody to go see that. Go see this if go you're. Go see this, but wait. If you prepared. see Requiem for a Dream, do not be inebriated in any way. The movie will take care of that for you. You will feel the effects of substances. After watching this film, whether you are high or not, because definitely drilled that point home. But this one, I feel he definitely drills home this sort of sense of isolation. Yes. And the sense of obedience to one, which is what Vaughn is saying in terms of like his religious, this religious iconography. I just wanted to say a little bit about um, Matthew Libatique. Uh, the the, the cinematographer. Yeah, mm-hmm. he um he had a lot of a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting moments in the film. Um, I like his D. A. Penny Baker style tracking shots. For all you who don't know who D. A. Penny Baker is, he was a documentarian and and a bit of a, a bit of a, a reporter, of sorts. He was a journalist of sorts. Um. And a lot of people follow his style of shooting. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, Spike Lee, and Matthew, of course. Um, but it, it's basically the whole tracking motion behind her. So you can absorb the world as she absorbs it. So all those shots you've ever seen where people walk into a room and the camera is behind them, and we are taken by the environment over the person being taken over the environment. This was what was in the film, and it was really used, I think, to uh, align us with who she was and what she was experiencing. Um, There was a lot of muted tones. One really important point I wanted to make, the sound was amazing. There was no music. There was very little music, and that was at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like people singing, or there was some sort of cheering. It was some weird cult, cultish, cultish songs. That was at the end. It really wasn't. It really wasn't for the film itself. Um, I love the sound. You could hear every creak and every footstep. It was like being if you've ever been in an old home and you've walked up the stairs. Or mm-hmm. walk down the hall. All the crick, all the, the crick crick of creaking. The wood. If you ever grew up in a home like that, like I did, where you couldn't sneak in for fuck, because the stairs gave you away every time, um, all that would would. 
be what was existing here but it was some there was there was an air of beautifulness about it because it was something so beautiful about this natural sound i should say um it was just like existing in nature i mean they were in the middle of nowhere and we enjoyed all of it we even had did we have some natural sounds too when they were outside a little bit yeah were, a little bit of that they were barely outside Not she a lot, never though. went outside yeah, she never went she never left what the got house. on my nerves the most in the film was the fact that she never wore fucking shoes she walked <laughs> through this house the entire film fucking barefooted and you and she heard, never left and you heard her feet hit the ground and she was referred throughout the film as goddess the goddess so it's like okay she was we like, get he was it. like him was always referring to her as my goddess. She saved me. Because of her, when I lost everything, she was what was next. Which leads me to the opening shot, which is amazing, which you don't realize what it really is until the end when they re- when they replay it and right. it's replayed longer. Yeah. It's I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but I will tell you what it is. It is a, sh- a shot of a woman burning alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very close-up shot of her face. Yeah. And um, uh, immediately when you see it, it's it's brutal and sort of amazing. The light is amazing. Um, you can't really tell who it is until later in the film. Um, but, but it was brilliantly shot. I thought that was really interesting. Well, I like the, ho- the fact that the house would kind of... The house took on its own personality. Yeah, it reinvented itself. And the house was a... Uh was definitely a character within the film. And I, it was very interesting to see that because you don't get many films oh, yeah. that step outside of no. the normal character portrayals. But it was actually yeah. the house that had a, a life of its own. And I really wanted him to spend a little more time delving into that. Yeah. Like she did when she was in the basement. She would see things in the basement. Yeah, and, I mean, and, the house and when had she an... would when she would touch things in the house, right. there would be like a a heartbeat so to speak well but yeah because the very house was considered an entity and mm-hmm. other things happen within the home that sort of uh exhibited the fact that the house was alive and but i also think that the house represents the the hearth and the heart of the home it, it represented yeah. everything that people want to want to cherish because everybody loves their home everybody loves their safe space of the mm-hmm. house and people kept invading the house even though yeah. she kept trying to preserve and because she, she kept trying to she actually her. was the person who renovated the house that was actually her skill set yeah and and so she was always trying to make it better and make it wonderful for him because yes. this was a house that he grew up in that was supposedly destroyed destroyed in a fire when ground, he was a child yeah. and so Throughout the film, we saw moments of her trying to make this house a yeah. beautiful space. And he just kept wanting to bring more and more people into the house. Well, it seemed like he needed more than just her attention. He needed her love and her undivided attention. But when it wasn't enough, he kept bringing people into it. Well, that's because she was boring as and fuck. It was like, if we, I had to deal with somebody well, like Well, we didn't this. really know what she was because he kept trying to escape her. He was a poet. Wouldn't you escape her? No, I really wouldn't because we didn't get to know her actually. He said from the the very first shot of the film where we heard some dialogue, he said, I want to be alone. Yes. When she tried to interact with him. And he was just... But that has nothing to do with her being boring because he didn't allow us to see her be anything but what he wanted us to see her as. Yeah. If she had an individual personality, we never saw it because even when she pled to people to stop intruding to stop destroying to stop interfering we it didn't seem genuine because it wasn't her she didn't actually have a personality in this film 
it felt like he was trying to create one for her. Right. And later on, we see everything that that transpires from all of this. But um, he also he also just didn't want to. There were a lot of mysteries to this, but he yeah. he also just didn't want he didn't want to share her. At the same time, he didn't want to share himself. No, for sure. He didn't want to share himself with her, but he wanted to share himself with the world. Right, with the world. He he, he loved the followers right. and, and all their admiration for him. Because yes. she, she clearly, even though she showered him with admiration, yeah. he, he still wanted more from the outside world. Well, there were all these mysteries. Like, I, I, This was in the trailer. So at one point, people had a photo of him. What could that be? Never really revealed it. We mm-hmm. we assume he was some sort of godlike figure, since his name is him. Also, and he's also just folks. So you know, he was a writer in the film. Yeah, and, he was and a so poet. I, I'm, I was always assuming that it was from his book jacket or. Well, something. that's what they implied that it was from his book book jacket. But I mean, they carried this around them like like as biblical sense, like like a god, like someone to be revered, like a Buddha, like. Like anyone like that. Um, also, he, it's all those those all those symbols of Jesus, where they have people have little images of Jesus somewhere, and then yeah. a lot of black homes in the South. There's always a yeah. picture of Jesus on the wall with Martin Luther King. Yeah, so he was he was definitely some sort of icon. In oh, and sense. the Kennedy man. Um, JFK. I'm making another drink. Yes, yeah, him. <laughs> the Kennedy man. Okay. <laughs> the, Which one? JFK. John oh. F. Kennedy. No, his brother. <laughs> Not, RFK. No, nobody cares. No one cares about RFK. What? Sorry. Bye. They cared, but Bye, in, in Alex, black households, let me tell awesome. you. Bye, in black he, house, fucked up the, he fucked up the mafia. I understand that. Nobody cares he about got that. Shot, but in black he got shot in a kitchen. Though, households. In black life. You had it was JFK. Oh. Martin Luther King, yeah. JFK, and Malcolm X. Those were the three. JFK is that prominent? Yes. yes. In black oh. households. Because yes. he was really? the first to really like push a lot of stuff. Do you think a lot of that had to do with... We don't have Lincoln. Do you think that a lot of that is to do with um, because he's Catholic? No. No. And he got beaten up. It has nothing to do with No, it's not about that. Because because, like Catholics were treated with like utmost... No, but, oh no! But but not it, all blacks it wasn't are about that. So no, it wasn't about that. that. But mean. not about like a religious parody. No, no, yeah. it was but about. He just stood up for no. like persecuted classes. Up, he just stood yeah. up for persecuted classes. Yeah, and he and he represented and that. He represented that, and so did his family. So and that, the whole Camelot story would also work for us too, because we were we're aspirational as a people. Right, mm. but but yeah. So is it? And then the New fourth Zealanders one is pretty aspirational. <laughs> That's good. The fourth one would be a black Jesus. You fool. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see Vaughn's face right now. He's, no, so, he's so over it, over you. Uh, I've been giving, I've been sassing Vaughn all day. Day. He's over your comments. Yeah. The other thing that I thought that that was never explained. <laughs> the mis- pretty aspirational. Oh my god! If we weren't, we'd be stuck on that fucking island oh, for the rest of our lives. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. A mess. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? The yep. other thing that was mysterious about the film. Lay it on. <laughs> what was it? Was this mysterious yellow concoction she would drink. I'm not into when that. When she would have these delusions. I'm not into that. That was her You didn't see the film. She, was, she had an anxiety yeah, but like, disorder. I'm just, yeah, but there was something I'm about it when, it would, when she would put it in water. It had this almost mystical thing about That's it. That's because there's a lot of people using okay. drugs. And it, you, you, have, have stop it. you have Stop described. it. You can go so deep. You, you can just, go so deep as to be. You have just described urine. Stop it. 
You can she's go so it wasn't urine, urine, it was powder. If you watch the film and you're intellectualizing it and you I don't won't appreciate understand. it. But it was. It was I get what I get what Tawana said. Exactly. About. Okay. It, 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 it made so it seem put, like a magic. She put some crystal it, she put some crystal light. We're done. Turn off in your a mic. Cup. Turn off your mic. Pretty and much. she tripped out. We're finished with you. Pretty much. But and she tripped I out. think that I think right. that, that, that it was a symbolism. No, she didn't thing. trip out. She I think it was symbolic too. She didn't trip out, but she um she she definitely immediately felt calm. It yes. was like heroin. Like yeah. okay, it was like a drug like heroin. It was it, it but felt she, very it was Very it was very odd. That that part they never spoke about either. Um and then there were all these imbo- very bizarre and intriguing events that transpire at the end. But um otherwise this also had a slow and, and meditative feel to it at at times. I will give you that. I will definitely give you that. I think that um hey, I Vaughn. wish that Hey Vaughn. Hey Vaughn. What's on your phone? Hello, Alex. What's on your phone? I actually was looking at some notes about yeah. the drink because I was trying to find something about the drink like on no, the phone. Like no one cares about your swipe right. Because <laughs> I know that's what you were just doing. Oh. I don't know what God. drug you took today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> folks, back back to this drink that she was saying. You know, I think that for me, for me it represented that she was looking for every time she'd get to a point where she yeah. just couldn't handle whatever was happening around her because there was a lot of shit happening around her. Yeah, it was a lot. But she and she took no personal control on trying to stop any of it until it exploded. Until it exploded. But she she was tr- always trying to find something that would pacify her right. and get her through it. And that whatever that was that she was Mystical power. doing, she. She just kept doing it until the point where she realized that she was with child. I almost felt like he gave that to her, too, oh, yes. and told mm-hmm. her that this would work. But I don't think it actually worked. No, I think it was, I mean, it, it was in her head. I mean, it's all psychotropic. Mm-hmm. I think it was in her Especially head. Especially when you get to the end. We really can't spoil this for you, and we really can't tell you what happens at the end. Yeah, you have to see this You shit. have to see this film and then go, what the fuck? And I, I'm, I'm really hoping that in middle America, the people that are out here listening to this us in middle America, right. I hope you give it a chance. It's not it's not one of those films that, you know It's not anti God. No, it's not at all. for all y'all Bible thumpers. You're gonna you're gonna love it in in yes. a way that that it speaks to that kind of stuff. But I think that um this film is it's deeper and I because I, I had a lot of friends yeah. from back in the day who 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 just could not get with this movie and because um, they just didn't understand, and mm-hmm. it was just really kinetic, and all the crazy shit that happens at, near the end. But I think that it, it's one of those films that's worth watching because yeah. it 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 makes you ask some questions. Cause it does. I, I was I was in thought about this for many days after Me watching too. it. For many days, I really wanted to try to understand it more. And what I saw in the movie may be different from what you see in the movie. Absolutely. Because I think Cause everybody I like has their own interpretations of things. I think that we actually have a couple different interpretations because yeah. I saw this without you. You were away, and then I texted you, and I was like. Mother is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's all I texted. Yeah. And it took, I literally couldn't even really make valid notes in the movie past this whole bizarre section, which is like, is it 30 to 45 minutes at the end of the film? Yeah, where it just went crazy. Where it just goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's so off the off the rails. You're like, what? Where and are we I, even and, going? And, and there's something about, I guess I'm, I'm a nut job because... 
that was the most exciting part of the film for me. <laughs> it, it I actually was just like sitting on the edge of my seat. Okay, what's gonna happen next? What let's let's do it right now. Let's I go was right now. Like I'm annoyed. <laughs> and I normally loved it. I'm okay with nonlinear structure, but I was like, you led me down a path. Right. Well, um, see, it's because it was so slow and very paced and labored. And in the I beginning. was just waiting for like a devil baby to come out or right. or some monsters to appear or him to become like shed his skin and be, be a devil. demon or mm-hmm. something. It was just like there's more to this and then what this happened I was just like wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. There's four other different things going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then I was just like what the fuck? And the what the fucks continued to get higher and higher right. towards the end. And then by the time the movie ended I was just like I'm done. And I literally had nothing to say until the next day when I got to work. Besides, I text you. Mm-hmm. Next day, I got to work. And I tell people usually when I see films. And so I'm like, oh, I saw Mother last night. And they're like, oh. And this one guy goes, oh, it's just about this guy, this guy, that girl, that girl, this. And I can't even tell you what he said because I would mm-hmm. give it away. And, it, and I was like, oh, okay. Then I get it now. Yeah, and then from there I could begin to have a critical thought about. Yeah, you have to sit with it, and I saw it with uh, my friend Ryan, who's my trainer, and we saw it together. And he was just like, "Why? I I I didn't expect this because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't expect what you actually get." But um, that's why I want people to check it out and really take a look at this film and really get involved in it. And Alex, I want you to see it too. Oh, okay. And you, I promise you won't be scared. I'll think about it. Okay. It, it won't be afraid I could, of mother. I could probably see Mother, because I do like a good thriller. I don't even know if this is a thriller. thriller. It's a, it, it, it is psychological. It's meditative and, and psychological, and then it becomes thriller-esque at the end. Yeah. But I don't know. Javier Bardem is amazing, though. He he's, is, he's always good He's actually really good. And, real creepy, uh, real scary, but you know, real creepy, he's, real he's, scary. he's that guy. So our synopsis for the end, go see Mother if you dig Darren Aronofsky's work. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever liked any of the films he's ever done, this is kind of similar to a lot of shit he's done. Definitely Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, um, Black Swan. Black Swan. That those those films, if you enjoyed them, even though I gotta say Black Swan was better than this. Yeah, way better. I really enjoyed Black Swan. I um, would have loved if he would have had Natalie Portman in this movie. Actually, actually, Natalie Portman would have been better. Yeah. I, I think so too, That's but I, I enjoyed the film and, right. and and I recommend it because I like interesting filmmaking. I, I, I oh like yeah, of course. Push but it, push between the, boundaries. the cinematography and 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 the writing and acting, it definitely takes you out of your comfort zone and offers you a different type of experience. Yeah, and I'm glad Jennifer Lawrence did something like this because she can get kind of typecast in that in that certain she kind of can. role so she actually pushed the boundaries a little bit now i'm happy for her even though she says she's gonna take some time off and yeah because she said anything. this blew her mind and yeah. i could see how it could have yeah, towards sure. the end because there's some stuff that happened i was really yeah. just like i'm done yeah i, I can and it was now. a lot for a lot of people because people actually walked out of my people screening. walked out i would have never walked out you'd have to jump off the screen and start pissing on the floor for me to jump out of a movie wow. theater because i never leave a movie to me it's sacrilege to leave a theater yeah. while a film is playing. The only oh, movie I want... That's a big offense. That's a big offense. The only movie I actually wanted to walk out of was The Antichrist, which this film actually reminded me of at the end. I actually love The Antichrist. I, it, it actually made my skin crawl. How funny is that? But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. But uh, as I said, I, I would definitely recommend to uh, 
Yeah, Check try it out. it out. Try it out. It's yeah. not going to hurt you. It's, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested in movies to begin with. Yeah. Because we're not just all about beer and bourbon. Yeah. So try it out and let us know what you think. Hashtag BBM podcast. Oh, yeah. Now let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, let's go into it. Now here goes the scary part. I loved it, y'all. <laughs> It was very interesting. Directed by I'm gonna, what? I'm going uh, to tune out right now. <laughs> directed by Andy Moose. I can't pronounce these names. Um, and excuse me if I'm mispronouncing. Musietti. Okay. And the DP was um, Chung Huang Chung. Chung Huang Chung actually is a really good DP. He did, he's Korean DP. He did Old Boy, uh, Handmaiden, uh, me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, and which Vaughn loves. I love Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. <laughs> I love it. And surprisingly, here's the surprising part. Uh, Carrie, here's another name. Fukinaga. Okay. Okay. Everyone knows him from Beast. HBO. There you go. And if, yeah, he True did Detective. Beast with, is it Beast with Beast no of name? No Nation. Sinombre. Yeah, yeah. He's done all of those. And if wow. you've ever seen his stuff, you know his stuff is pretty good. And nice. I can see how dark it was when he wrote this. Yes. Um, you know, it. I've been waiting on it for many years, and I was so excited to <laughs> see it. And I was actually terrified at the thought of what it was going to be because the trailers they fed us were for the last year. Were scary and creepy as hell. They, they really amped up the, the fear factor. Mm-hmm. But... The the beauty of this film was the fact that it was Absolutely. not as one. It was not as scary as, as they made it out to be. It reminded well, me very really much. Are, right? It reminded me very much. No, because some of um, Stephen King stuff like uh, Carrie. Oh yeah. And 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 Salem's Lot, which is still my absolute favorite Salem's of all Lot, his. Really? Mail. I not love, Pet Cemetery. Fuck, Pet Cemetery is fuck, pretty scary. Fuck Pet Cemetery. I don't care about anything with pets. I actually never saw Pet Cemetery. Really? But because um, I don't like. See, the pets. See, that's what I find it's really. Up, that's what pets. I find really upsetting. I don't like pets. <laughs> this whole and so, is, is so the whole thing. I hate pet pets. Hate. I tell everybody I hate pets. Everybody knows I'm not a pet person. Make a friend. <laughs> your pets don't care about you. They just want your food. But in, at the end of the day, not true. Not at the true. end of the day, not true. At the end of the day, Salem's Lot Hashtag stands out as Django one of my best me. films. Django loves me. Whatever. Django hates Django Alex, loves by the me. way. Django loves me. <laughs> Back to it, please. Yes. So it. Um, I think I was so. I was so frightened by the idea of it because I remember the original It miniseries that was on television back in the day. Yes. And um, and that still stands out because Tim Carey played the motherfucker of uh, Pennywise. Okay. He played the motherfucker out of that. Yes. And I think that 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 miniseries stuck in my mind and how frightful it was because and the book was scary as fuck. So because I remember reading that as a, as a teenager. But the whole thing is, this film took us to a place, because it, it, it brought up all that nostalgic 80s thing that we're seeing now right. in, in, in uh, Netflix on um, Stranger Things yes. and, and, and shows like that where we're, we're very nostalgic for the 80s. And they moved the time period, because in the original book and in the miniseries, it was set in the 60s. Okay. But in this in this version of the film, it was set in the 80s. So they, they brought us to this period in time where we got to experience that 80s thing. And those kids, very Stand By Me, very Stranger Things, where the kids yes. experience 
Because, you know, cause being a, I remember being a teenager and thinking that, you know, it was always about our experiences. We never thought about what the adults were thinking. Right. We were always in our own little world as teenagers. Absolutely. And, and, and things would happen to us that our parents didn't even know about. No, so because we think had that, our own world because we right. played outside. Exactly. Even though kids don't do that now. <laughs> but I think that these kids, they brought all that back because they yes. were experiencing life. It's very nostalgic. They were experiencing life. And they, these were the outsiders of kids. They were being bullied in schools and and they were they yeah. were just living life on the fringe basically yeah it was it was just one of those it was a very powerful experience and i think that's what also has propelled the success of this film because a lot of people can relate to this well but that's I, why stranger things is so exactly popular. exactly and i think that it was it was just great to see that the actors in this film these kids were amazing which by the way mike from stranger things is in this his name is finn wolfhard yeah, good actor, good he, actor. He's, he's the kid with the glasses. Yeah, and he's and he's funny. a lot of comic relief, but he's very funny. Yeah, he's very funny, and he 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 kind of brings a bit of Mike with him, even though he's even geekier than Mike is in Stranger Things. He's got yeah, he's he got is. a pair of glasses that are way too big for his face. It's a, it's a whole thing. And, but and, it falls and I into love this bully kids I love the actress. Thing. I love this actress. I I, I uh, want to young, see her doing more. The young lady that was in it. She was incredible. She reminded me of one of my coworkers, and I told my my coworker. Her that, name is Sophia Lillis. Yeah, she was really cool. I, I I was telling my coworker that I really thought of her the entire time I watched this film, but um, it was just a lot of fun. And um, in the moments of of fear in it. They really amped. I love the guy who played Penny Whistle. That was uh, Pennywise was uh, Bill Skarsgård. Who's Pennywise? Who's Penny Whistle? Pennywise. Penny Whistle's from another movie. Pennywise Sorry, was uh, Bill Skarsgård, who yeah. is extra fucking creepier. He's yes. creepier than Tim Curry, if you ask me. Bill Skarsgård. He's that? from this Swedish, the Swedish acting family. His brother is Alex Skarsgård. I was going to say, yeah, yes. from yeah, Alex True Blood. And the father. And the father is Stalin. Yes, he's also and been acting for decades. They've got a ton of them. And Bill was in. He was in a show that was a Netflix original. Um, it was a vampire. He was also, actually, he was also in Atomic Blonde. Yes, he was in Atomic Blonde, which we also reviewed. Which we also reviewed. A couple of episodes ago. He was in, he is in the um, the Divergent series. I don't and care about that. I hate those kind of movies. Listen, you hate them, not everyone hates them. I don't yeah. care. Um, he they're was little, in Hemlock they're little, Grove. They're a little forced. If you watch, if you, well, they're YA films. You know how that goes. Why, why, young adults? You know. Anyway, he was in Hemlock Grove, which was like kind oh, yeah, of successful I like on Netflix. I like Hemlock Grove, but this—he was just so much fun in this, and, and I so like the creepy. fact that we and and, and 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 just to let you guys know, there's going to be another. They're already working there on the part two. There is a part two part because two. this was a mini series, so it couldn't yeah. be finished in two hours. Yeah, we got to have more. We're going to have more, and we're going to see the progression. And from what my understanding is, adults, yeah. from from what I understand, there's going to be more of Pennywise's backstory. So we're going to yeah, hear about well, why. Because the story is that Pennywise is basically a shape-shifting demon. And if you don't know that by now, then this doesn't spoil a fucking thing. Trust me. And 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 the the story all takes place because these kids band together after Pennywise has been taking children from this town and kids just keep going missing. But I mean, for me, it wasn't scary. It was just very very creepy. I'm not yeah. afraid of clowns. If you are afraid of clowns, this is your PSA. Yeah. Don't watch American Horror Story this season and oh don't God. watch it. Yes. It will make you shit your pants and yes. you'll never sleep again. So, Alex. And pussies like Alex. No American Horror Alex. Story. 
And I love Alex. Like my, no American my Horror Story. Because it's all clowns but all day, baby. He's not ready for this. Mm-mm. And <laughs> and I love clowns. And I'm going to actually be one for uh, Halloween. I'll actually post it on the uh, Be a Bourbon the movie. Uh, Absolutely. On the website. On the website. Mm-hmm. So for me, it seemed bloodier than the original. But, you know, the original was from the I 80s. heard he fucking eats a kid's arm off. He just bites it. He just bites. No, but does it come it. clean off? He comes yes, clean it does. off. Like that's he, it. First of all, that this opening scene that we've seen. Uh, I don't seen, like that. I don't like listen, that. Listen, this like opening that. scene with the little boat, and he, you know, speaks to the kid. There's a whole dialogue section what? that is so fucking creepy between him and the kid. It was. Since, it, it will was make you sink into your seat. The I can watch it over and over just again. Chatting to the him? kid's just chatting with him. And, when the and he's kid, not all like, I'm all fucked up. He's not. Clown is, the, no, clown kids starts don't know. Kids off, are stupid. No, but also the clown starts off really sort of easygoing. He doesn't get evil. But there are, this is where Bill Skarsgård killed it. He There are brilliant moments where he's just like, ha, 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 ha. Like he's like, popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh, he, shit. He just, he just flips on a dime. He smiles and then... Lowers his forehead yes. and his face just turns. And his eye, and he's covered in all this makeup, all this and makeup, and you still see him. But his eyes just deliver and the his story. smile, yes, which turns frown. It's so unbelievably creepy. But and, this is very and you know, dark. Tawana, we're going to bring an actor in because yeah. I want us to to talk about the acting experience because he was one of those guys. He delivered that performance in in such a way that. Even if he didn't have on all the makeup oh, and the prosthetic, totally totally it would have still worked because he he brought that creepiness, that eeriness yeah. to it that I have but never seen. He before. has that ability mm-hmm. in him. I don't I don't know what sort of Nordic <laughs> gift right. this yeah. family has right. because Alex did the same thing in True Blood. Yeah, and he was creepy in that too. His brother, mm-hmm. um, but. It was definitely it felt darker than the original. But that was one of those. Cause um, I, but I don't remember. In the from the original miniseries, I don't remember Pennywise having that much dialogue in the initial. Pennywise didn't seem to have that much dialogue until he until he came back when they were adults. Mm-hmm. But it was so much when I I mean it just felt darker and creepier. I mean in the original, I don't remember the children being the only normal ones in the town. The entire town was uber fucking creepy. Yeah, and and this, and this the thing about it. It felt like the adults kind of they had some some edge to them, and I feel like they like already they knew about it. Yes, they knew about it, and they've already experienced some of these things that these kids right experiencing. have experienced. Mm-hmm. So every generation goes through something and changes the next. Right, and it's just like, yeah, every single character in the film and stuff for the kids were just extra fucking creepy. And then I want to say too, shout out to these little kid actors who are just doing their thing. This. Yeah. This year, yeah, it's good. To we've see noticed that. there's been a lot. They've been extra good, especially these these, these kids. Even Strange Things, which yeah, Stranger, Stranger Things, things. Mm-hmm. which I watched, and uh, I'm so glad you did. I love it. It was it was great, and I can't wait for two, which comes out the end of the month, I think. Oh yeah. But um, they had some really great levity moments at times. You know, it was some some some. And you know, funny the good moments. thing was about it was it it had a it had that stand by me thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just if you like that kind of stuff and if it if it brings back because we're all in this nostalgic mode and and I know millennials think well, that millennials they're seeing something for the first time retro. But guess what? <laughs> you know all this shit existed before you were yes, born. But no, but, you know they, they believe it exists. You know I want you to start creating some own shit by the way. But well, uh, there's okay. So we give millennials shit on this show. 
even though Alex is a millennial. Um, <laughs> what, wow. what we will say he's is... He's on the older end of the millennials, We seem though. to... Though we, right. So we say, like, the 50% of you millennials who are, like, the older millennials who sort of exist in our Gen X-y world. Yes. Um, at least in your mindset. Anyway, um, we, we love and embrace you. It's the fuck-ups that we make fun of. So don't think that we hate all millennials. All we the don't. fidget spinners. Get your life. These views are Vons and Vons alone. <laughs> I think I think fidget spinners belong to zillennials. Mm. Zillennials? Yeah. Well, why are they selling them on the street? The well, they're selling them like them toys. Shit. They're actually for some sort of aid in your psychological, you know, issues. People yeah, I mean, with mental issues. That's what they're for. I have one of those old school like hand. I have that. Yeah, there's for things. people with anxiety. It's, like, it's just like the same. We all have the, that. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, right? but now they've made it like <sighs> it's as just, popular it's like, as Jordan. Hey, bro, bro, I'm working on my grip, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I got like it. I'm working on my grip, bro. I guess. I got it. Where yeah. they're trying but to like fidget spinner, deflect. It's like I'm working on my balance. I'm working on my balance. So I stay you know what I mean? Fidgety. Like it's just, so I'm not so fidgety. Pussy Alex, shit. Alex is my pussy brother, shit. Y'all. I love Alex. Sorry. I'm so sorry. glad I met sorry. Alex. Trigger. I'm sorry to hit on the table. It's okay. Um, but back to the film. But back to the film. I'm watching so the trailer. I'm watching the th- the extended trailer. The extended third trailer. I just film. want you guys uh. to know, Alex is literally sitting here on his phone watching the trailer of this film because he's been so afraid of it. I'm it went not, to Juan and I went to see it. Yeah. He, he refused. I'm he just crunk. couldn't handle I'm not, it. I'm not crunk about it. I'm not. But I want him to watch it because I think he would actually enjoy it. And I think a lot of you will, you too. To watch it because, you know, it, it kind of makes you think, one, it brings you back to your, your childhood. And all of us, no matter where it, you grew up, north, south, west, but it brings other you countries. back to your childhood if you are of a certain age. But you know what? I think everyone's had these experiences. I Even though they don't necessarily. They don't play. They might so not talk about it. They don't even play. No, everybody's not watching video games and on, on computers. The ones that actually engage with their friends i think we all have had these kinds of childhood experiences these films would not be as successful as they are if they would not have had these experiences well i think that the people who haven't had these experiences embrace these experiences because they wanted those experiences this wasn't these a lot of okay so a lot of people below a certain age did not experience the whole go outside side uh era when your parents would just like go play go outside it was really after like six sixty four nintendo 64 where people were just like no we're done with playing and and it just kind of stopped well that is really sad and but i want but but what i'm saying to you is even if if you find this 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 part of your life uh, this part of this experience of viewing this film as interesting. Yes. You know what? Even as adults, you can go out and play. Of course. You know, Which is and, why they and, have you know adult what? daycare, we day work, camp, and all those. We work all the time, and we all and I and I'm even. In the video games now, which I never did as a as a teenager. But the whole thing is. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with experiencing the world around no, it you. Isn't. And, and I what I loved about this this film is that these kids were from different ethnic backgrounds you had you had jews you had whites you had a black guy you had a girl everybody was in this experience together yeah and 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 you know you had kids you know the fat kid you had everybody in it and i think that it's it's wonderful to see that um what i'm hoping is that it will open up the sphere of 
of filmmaking that will, ele- will allow filmmakers to explore these kinds of kids. Because these are very interesting stories. Mm-hmm. These are those kids that you don't normally talk about because they're not the cheerleader. They're not the football player. They're right. not the, you know, they're not those people. They're not the popular kids per se. Right. But it was a very interesting story. And they, they found friendship. They found kinship. They found family within yeah, their they circle. Found, they found essentially their own tribe. Yeah. And they all bonded together to, they all bonded together in the spirit of Outcast to become one solid team that mm-hmm. could work against Pennywise. Right. And within that, they established a sense of friendship and family right. that they didn't have within their own families. Yes. Because they were all, all really horrible families. Yeah. And, and you know, oh, that was the other thing about like it. crazy. The adults in this film were very, very creepy. Well, creepy and dysfunctional. Yeah, That's what I was saying there earlier. There were molesters. There was over overprotective parents. There was all kind of weirdness were, going on. Some of them on. were violent. Yes. It, was, it was just, it was just. But I also think that's one thing that Stephen King always addressed well in all his films. He he delve into that. Where, I feel like he grew up with a sense Where your of family's not perfect. Yeah. But you, you're able to survive it regardless. Yeah. And I think that was one thing that we saw in, in these kind of movies. Well, what, and Stephen King's stuff is always what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, and you so know what? what his his... his Zest was all about, and he signed off on this film, so he actually liked it. And he doesn't like many of his adaptions to film, yeah. So the fact that he loved this one, spoke he did a lot. like this one. So if you like horror, this is a thriller of sorts. It's not really a horror; it's more of a thriller. Um, but it never really was a horror. I think it was, it was, it's psychological. It was psychologically scary, and I yeah. think that. Most people were afraid of it because of the clown dynamic. But if you want to see something that's interesting, just go and look at it. It's definitely more interesting than the original. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. There was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of blood. um, And there was a lot of interesting takes on this. But if you are super duper afraid, like Alex Alex is, I will say this. I need you guys to unpack the scene for me. Unpack a scene. Okay. What scene we got? So I've just been going through all, all these trailers. Okay. And I just got chills down my spine. <sighs> okay. There was just some moment where they're like going through like a slide projector. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that then, one's extra then, creepy. And then he like somehow appears. A Pennywise takes over the yes. projector and starts kind of like his face starts appearing out of yeah. the face of like the mother or so, a mother yes. in the Because mm-hmm. it's like a family. Yeah, it's a family yes. photo. What the fuck is that? Well, you know, the, the beauty of it is, and you know what? What the fuck was that? It, it, it once creepy. again relates to back to the other film because there is, I think there is something what about the, the mother. mother. Okay. I think it relates back to the woman. In, in families, the mother is revered. So for her to be. Well, she's also revered and she's also a source of comfort. Of course. So once again, for, for Pennywise to. F- appear in the form of her right that's the ultimate shock and all these kids that's the ultimate shock it also in that one particular scene and it doesn't ruin it to say these kids gather together right to ban against pennywise so they were investigating pennywise's history right and throughout the town, throughout the town. and obviously we all know that that one little boy got taken um so this was his brother mike i think his name is mike right his brother Mike, he was 
showing clips of the town. Right. And, and things then, that happened in the town over the years. Things that happened in the town over the years. Because one of the kids was a historian of sorts. So as they're going the through... Kid? Yeah, the chubby yes. kid, Ben, who actually was really good in it. I love Ben. He was another I highlight. I love Ben. He, he was another highlight, and I was really rooting for Ben. No, fat kid, shout out. I was a fat kid, too. Yeah. Shout out to the fat kids. He definitely was a highlight. So as they're going through the slides, obviously there were other slides in this slide reel that were pictures of this kid's family. And it was pictures of him and his brother and his missing brother, right? Mm. His family and the mother. And... Um, they just went through these photos of, I guess it was very windy wherever they took the photos, mm. and eventually, her windy hair turned into Pennywise, and then Pennywise. But like the slides just keep going, like they keep going, and then Pennywise appears. Yeah, it was brilliant. Pennywise appears, and it's really kind of creepy. Because he's like, I'm watching you, motherfuckers. And I know scary. Yeah, to. that's pretty much what he's yeah. doing. He's just telling them, like, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And he appears several times like that. Does throughout he physically appear? Like, is there is there he's, a lot of foreshadowing? In this, before um, he appears, there is, is there any kind of like indication that he's going to fucking pounce? Oh no, no, there's no indication that he's going to pounce. The only indication you have, and, the only foreshadowing, may be that red balloon. Right, I was going to say because the red balloon obviously appears a lot. Right, and people have been doing that, putting up red balloons. And yeah, Brooklyn. it was an activation. They actually did in New York. They did red balloon. They put red balloons by those gutters, by the drains. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it actually works. People like, actually fuck fucking that. freaked out. Fuck that shit. Did you see the one I posted in the office? Yeah, I did. <laughs> people actually get really nervous about it. Because I'm actually Pennywise. I mean, they're... well, because here's the thing: is like people would get scared because it's like it's a it's a meme for like child abduction. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it that is. is also... Do you know what I mean? And so you know, like that and I for... think it goes back to. John Wayne Gacy, who was a yes, who was a, yes. a clown. He yes. was a, a clown performer. Fuck. Yes. And he used to abduct young boys. Yes. And so it it kind of relates back to that. And I think when Stephen King was writing this film, that was something that was on his mind because yeah, because he was an eighties. Every John yes, was everybody everybody relates back to that horrible story where this guy who was a clown at, at kids' parties. Was and, abducting kids and kid clowns and kids parties are supposed to seem safe. Yeah, and that's the ultimate because you feel like, well, this is the most fun character. And even at the circuses and all those events where you saw clowns, mm-hmm. you felt like they were friendly and they were and happy. Silly and they're but free. to see a, a, a clown in a dark experience and over the in, the in the last year and a half, we saw clowns appearing in in weird places in like south in the south mm-hmm. where. They were very ominous, and you didn't know what was going on. They yeah, were just they were standing, just standing in places, there, so you didn't know what was going to like happen. Some sort of and I think that games. all of this refers back to that. Yeah, I think so. So, okay. so oh, like, no, no, no. I got yeah. another question. I got another question. Um, was Pennywise limited in how, like, where he can move at what time of no. day? He no, can he cannot. No, it didn't matter. So, what stopped him? What stopped? Because it's supposed to be some ancient evil, right? If so, we so tell what, you, what's then the parameters? The standard of moving. Oh, it is we that give the, it away. Oh, okay, so like the 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 why Pennywise is there and they, how he's in. What is they m- don't tell you are. why. They right. do tell you how he's existed for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell you where he seemed to have started and what seemed to have happened in terms of. That's also a really creepy part. The part in the library with the headless. Yes. Thing walking around, that part as well. It was a headless thing walking around. Yeah. Yes. So that that part is also creepy, a headless dead kid. 
So there's oh, just God. so many creepy moments, no. and I'm not even spoiling it. Visible so by everyone, many. or just by Visible the protagonist? By the by the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. always by the protagonist. Because um, see, that was the thing about it. He only appeared to people that were next. Well, it felt oh, like it. You next. know what it felt like too. Pennywise was like a Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Only these kids mm. who he targeted could see him. And, and for but me, all the parents knew that they were targeted. One thing I remember about about the original was that. There was always some element of like death or suicide or something coming to these people. And you didn't know how it was going to play out. But every time Pennywise appeared to you, that you were definitely the next one. And it was like, well, what was going to happen to that person? What was that? What was that person going to do? And it played on your fears. And I think that that's one thing that this movie does very well because it, it it attaches itself because fears are, are many things. People like the girls' fear was different from the boys' fears. Well, yeah, because everyone had their own individual fears, like Red, like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and and he plays it, on your individual. It, fears. it definitely it definitely pulled into that. Yes, and the fact that no one around you could see that, only you could see that. But that isn't so true. So that makes people think you're crazy. Everyone could see what happens on the outside. Oh, so everyone could see Because the thing about the bathroom. Eaten. Yeah. You. Get at. No one was like chased, but things would happen and only you would see it. And then someone would say, what's wrong with you? But they lead us to believe that you were the only one to see it. But then later on, we figure out you're not the only one that sees that. And that's yeah. how we, we assume that the parents are all in on it. Um, we got a little bit of validation later in the film through one of the mothers, but really, nothing is ever really written in stone that everyone else could yeah. see it as well. Okay. We knew the kids could see it, for sure. Right, because I remember there was like a really creepy like doctor. There was some doctor character. He wasn't a doctor, he was a pharmacist. He was a oh, pharmacist. pharmacist. I remember him being super creepy from the first. But they he was he was creepy because he was he was also making advances to that young girl. He was creepy, but nobody knows it in the trailer. But he was creepy because he was he was a part of like all he was a part of the generation before them that had all probably been terrorized because some of them seemed to have understood what happened and i think that's what made them all dysfunctional yes because they were all fucked up too like the mom of the young kid the mom of mm-hmm. the young kid she kept trying to drug him and tell him he was sick he had to stay in the house all the time so she could keep a look because she didn't out. want him to be outside or at risk of being but, attacked or you taken. know then it was a pedophile dad who was like you're my special girl right mm-hmm. why, why was she your special girl? like it was just there was just some things that were just so fucked up and you were like seriously yeah Mm. This is this is happening, but it was uh, interesting. But just oh, to say, God. can can I? Just, I will rewatch it. Actually, yeah, I would actually go see this film several times because I think that you want me to go with so you, stress, Alex. It's so stressful. I will Alex, go with we you, will Alex. Go with you. We'll go in the daytime. I'll hold your hand we'll, on one side. It will be dark inside the theater, Tawana. It will make no difference. <laughs> well, it will make no fucking difference. What if we sneak alcohol in? You bet. Will that be better? I need to be on ecstasy. Remember, <laughs> ecstasy will oh fuck you up more. No, ecstasy's not the thing. No, I'll just be like, it's fine. It's either fine. beer, bourbon, or yeah. in the movie. And so we beer, bourbon, and the movie. Arms will reach out and look like they're grabbing. I will fucking scream and run out of there. Could you imagine theater. the 3D just, version of this? Like, I will watch ISIS execution videos all day <laughs> over this shit. You can do it, Alex. Over no. this shit, like I can't fucking deal with. What this I want, shit. what I want the followers of this show to do is just support Alex and let Alex know he can watch this with us. He can watch this. He can do it. <laughs> oh God! But I know you can do this. I think that all so of stressful. you can do it too. So this if you so like this idea or you're curious about this idea, please don't hesitate to go see it yes. because there is a part two. 
because the miniseries was four hours long. Yeah, it's coming. Or more. So they because we're going to see these kids as adults, as adults. And no shit. Yeah, they they come back as adults. So it's interesting. So please go ahead and see it. It's far worth the the visit. Um, And if you're really that afraid, take a friend and a beverage, and maybe these two things will help you. Yeah, I hope you get through it. All right. So um, I think that's it. The next films are going to be American Assassin. Hell yeah. We're I'm ready. American Assassin, and we're doing the Kingsman sequel. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. I'm, I'm a little scared about Halle Berry being in it, but I'm still going to watch it. I think she's going to be all right. I, I don't think it's going to be that bad with Halle Berry. I, don't I think know. that um, she's got her moments. So, anyway, join us again. And don't forget to, uh, you know, let us know what you're thinking on our social media platforms. Shout us out. Beer, bourbon, and a movie. And don't forget to use the hashtag. Hashtag beer, bourbon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much beer for me. Yes. <laughs> hashtag. You've been nursing that fucking pint, though. Not really. I've had four of these, and it's 8.6. can you give them? Can you, can you give them the hashtag? 8.6 alcohol volume, and I've you, had three. Hey, can you give hey, them the hashtag? Hey, but hey, here's my hashtag. Hey, insecurity. Hashtag. BBM Podcast. Thank you. Alex, I'm going to come in in a clown suit. Enjoy this again, folks. Thank you. Don't forget to join us next time. This is Beer Bourbon and a movie. And a movie.